This is life right now. This is not a dress rehearsal, as crazy and otherworldly as it might seem. This is the real thing. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Welcome back to The Parenting Junkie Show. I am so grateful that you are here. And I want to take this time with you today to help you shift your mindset uh, and recommit to re-energize yourself, reinvigorate yourself, and really bolster up that strong, optimistic, charismatic, capable, equipped, resilient, overcoming mindset so that you can continue to show up in the incredible way that you've been showing up. But Avital, I'm not showing up incredibly at all. My kids are eating Cheerios 20 times a day and watching TV for 37 hours in a day. Hey, I get it. <laughs> Believe me, I understand. And I want to remind you that when there is a lowering in our support, then there is going to also have to be a lowering in our expectations. And that is a-okay. I believe without any doubt that you are doing just great <laughs> with the circumstances that you have been handed. So just take a moment to give yourself a pat on the back, uh, a little, you know, a little self-hug, a little self-acknowledgement and say, okay, I have totally done the best I can. And let's take this time together today to really center ourselves, ground ourselves and help ourselves refocus our energies in high vibrational ways that are going to serve us. Because as we all know, um, things have not yet completely released, right? Um, the virus and all of the restrictions that go along with it, all the anxieties, the difficulties, the job losses, the health losses, etc., the grief, um, all of those frustrations have not yet been released. And I know there was so much hope for so many of us that it would pass and that we would be uh, back to the new normal or the old normal or whatever it is. And that hasn't yet come to fruition. And now we're facing uh, the summer and the opening of the new school year. And there's so much uncertainty still in the air, so much anxiety still in the air, um, and so much challenge in actually getting getting back to recovery, getting back to rebuilding and reestablishing and reconnecting um, that isn't yet clear how, how we can move forward. And I know I'm speaking to a broad uh, range of people, but I'm also speaking directly to you, the person watching this. Whatever your um, country is doing, whatever your town is doing, whatever the people around you are doing, and whatever your personal opinions and sensitivities and experiences. And I want to just disclaim here and say that I know that there is a very wide range of experiences and what I want to share with you today is hopefully going to help you on the mindset level, right? Help you get your thinking into a productive place that's going to be effective in helping you stay strong and centered and optimistic. Let's take a quick pause from the show to spotlight something I think you'll want to hear. I just want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by my course, Focus Time, which is a three-hour, $48 course. It's a really quick uh, watch, but what you'll basically get in Focus Time is you will go from being completely overwhelmed and clueless and frustrated and unsure about how homeschooling can look for you and your family without it taking over your entire life or without feeling like a complete failure, um, if that is a path that you are choosing to go down. Now, I know 
know many of you are very unsure about which schooling choices to make, and that's something that we're gonna talk about a little bit more at the end. But in case you don't get to listen to this all the way to the end, I just have to let you know that if you're listening to this as it drops, then this coming Wednesday, the 29th of July, I'm going to be holding a free webinar. It's going to help you make a decision and get off that uncomfortable fence around the schooling options that you have for the year to come. So you might be really nervous about sending your kids to school and you might be really nervous about homeschooling and for good reason. There is so much unknowns and so many pros and cons to each choice that you might make. Um, and this goes for preschool as well. And so if you are in that boat where you're racking your brain and your eyes are bulging out from all the research that you're doing online, and you're just really in that hell hole limbo kind of experience of, of indecision, of decision fatigue, of analysis paralysis, then I've got some great news for you. On Wednesday, we're gonna be gathering together. We're going to be banging down those it, those fears, those anxieties, one by one. We're just gonna be shooting them down, really dealing with our anxieties and our fears around either school or homeschool or some alternative option you might have. And then I'm also going to help you get really practical in making your decision. So instead of spending the next few months just in confusion on a few weeks, why don't you spend one hour with me, uh, it's free, and I will help you make that decision from a place of clarity, uh, from a place of really high high vibe energy, of confidence, and you can release, release all of those fears and move forward with a sense of confidence with the decision that you're making for your family, whatever that decision might be. To register for that absolutely free, just go to theparentingjunkie.com slash decideaboutschool. And I will love to see you there on Wednesday. All right, so like me, you might be feeling that there are a lot of tensions in the air, that people are feeling incredibly cooped up, uh, in a pressure cooker, they're feeling judgmental, they're feeling judged, <laughs> they're feeling a lot of anxiety and fear, feeling fed up, um, exhausted, depleted, frustrated, angry, and upset. I run a small group coaching session and private coaching, and I also run my Present Play membership, and that has over 2,200 members. And what I'm hearing from my clients day in, day out, is a wide spectrum of frustrations, ranging from the parent who feels so upset and angry that uh, people around them aren't honoring the rules and the restrictions and the guidelines and are, are being, you know, not social distancing enough or not wearing masks enough or that kind of thing, and basically the fear that they're exposing their families or their communities to dangers. Um, uh, and all the way through to the parent who feels that their freedoms and liberties are being taken away because uh, they're not allowed to roam free or because they don't have the support of schools and, and play dates and institutions. And I think just, you know, I, I'm not gonna make any commentary on who's right here because I don't know. Um, and, uh, and my own opinion changes uh, as I learn, but I, I do want to make a commentary on the feeling of severe frustration, um, that there is something very powerful and very strong about our feelings about what's right and what's wrong and about how people should behave and how people should be handling this situation, how the government should, how local officials should, how local institutions should, and how our neighbors should. And I've certainly been seeing that firsthand from the people that I work with, from my clients, and in my own personal life. Like, uh, very extreme discrepancies between how people are interpreting the information, where people are getting their information from, 
how they're viewing it, and then what they're choosing to do with it. And rather than come out and voice some opinion around what I think you should do, which I'm not qualified to do, and I, I have no opinion on what I think you should do, it's, it's deeply personal and, and complex, um, I actually just want to zoom out a little bit and help us to realize why this might be happening and how we can view this through a more compassionate and helpful lens. Because I myself have been on the receiving end of some pretty severe judgments and even kind of threats uh, from people around us around the types of things that I think around this um, the spread of this virus or the economic situation or, or, or schools and how they should operate and just personal choices that we're making for my family. And I know that a lot of the people that I'm speaking to f have been on the receiving ends of those things as well. Just really big judgments, no matter what you do, right? If you stay home and lock down until 2022, or if you're out and about and totally not social distancing anymore and having playdates. And th that depends drastically on where you are in the world, what the rules are, what the regulations are, whether it's law or just, uh, you know, just expected, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's so deeply uh, individual and personal. But I'm saying no matter what the situation is, you may have been on the receiving end of those judgments and, and those um, th that anger. So I want to just, I guess, tease apart the way I see differences of opinion and why I think that sometimes we really talk over each other and completely misinterpret each other and, and see information in such a different way. And the, the, the thing that I want to talk about, and I'm going to follow this up with three important mindsets that I want to invite you to embody at this time. But the thing that I want to talk about is layers of truth or different prisms of truth, different approaches to different truths. And what I'm about to suggest is not that there isn't an objective truth, it's that there are many objective truths depending on which angle you look at that reality from. And depending on who you are, what your temperament is, and what your belief system is, and all the things that make you an individual, you're going to look at any set of information, and I'm specifically speaking about the virus and COVID-related stuff, but it could be anything else. It could be social justice issues, it could be educational questions, it could be relationship, etc., finance, whatever. Um, you're going to look at it through different lenses. So if we take this situation, let's say, for example, just, just a bit of a contentious issue and a somewhat controversial issue, the question of, of wearing a mask. And I realize I'm stepping into somewhat treacherous territory here, but I, I do need to reiterate that I'm not making any commentary on yes or no for a mask. I'm actually just showing how different people view it from different perspectives. And that's why sometimes our judgments and our fears around this are just missing the point. So just as an example, wearing a mask, and it will be interesting to see how this, you know, how this talk um, ages in months and years to come, how, how we think about it then. But if we think about that, some people are seeing, you know, wearing a mask purely from a scientific or biological standpoint, right? They're talking, uh, they're thinking about the spread of the droplets of the potential for the virus to spread, and they're thinking about the efficacy of a mask and weighing up the risk-benefit analysis from that perspective. And uh, they might take a stance, some people like that might take a stance that says something along the lines of, well, wearing a mask is slightly uncomfortable, but really doesn't have any uh, downside to it. And the upside is that it could potentially really stop the spread of the disease. And therefore, it would be selfish not to, and everybody should, right? Because biologically, that would make sense, right? And that would be the highest truth from their perspective. That would be very hard for them to hear a different argument. And that, that, that would be legitimate. That would be their approach. 
right? But then someone else might view the whole mask question from a psychological point of view, say, particularly around children and whether children in classes should wear masks, right? If you see it from a biological point of view, of course they should, because it would, you know, minimize the spread of the disease. But if you see it from a psychological point of view, then perhaps they shouldn't because they are missing out on core, important, psychological and emotional uh, connective uh, body language, right? Facial expression, the ability to talk freely and seeing adults in masks could scare them or could traumatize them or could leave damage, right? And from that point of view, someone might see a mask as a bad idea and the, the risks actually outweigh the benefits in that case for them, potentially right? Um, yet another might see it from a political point of view and talk about uh, what is uh, fair for governments to, um, to restrict us with and is this a limitation on our liberty and on our freedom? And they would see that aspect as being higher than the other aspects, right? That individual freedom is actually more important than mitigating risks that maybe from their point of view are minuscule uh, compared to the risks that are being taken when we mitigate freedoms, right? So everybody comes at it from a different perspective, right? Some are gonna see it from a financial perspective, saying that the economy is gonna suffer if people have to wear masks because so many uh, careers and businesses are dependent on people being able to converse freely and to be comfortable and to be treated perhaps in their faces, etc. right? And yet another person will see it from a spiritual standing, right? And they'll perhaps see it in terms of uh, what it means uh, spiritually to restrict ourselves in that way and what a spread of a virus is supposed to, uh, you know, embody on a spiritual level or uh, how how much are we supposed to interfere with uh, these manifestations, etc. You know, I don't even know how to phrase exactly all of these different perspectives because I don't hold all of them in that kind of way. But each person is going to come at it from a very different point of view. And therefore, if someone is seeing this, um, primarily from a stance of freedoms and rights or primarily from a stance of emotional well-being or spiritual well-being or primarily from a stance of the economy or the uh, health system, they're going to see it in a very different light and they're going to weigh, you know, put different weight on the costs and the benefits that are associated with wearing the mask, for example. Um, so what we see though instead is that two people who hold very different opinions about masks because they're seeing the world through different lenses and perhaps because they're seeing it through the same lens but they're being exposed to different information or believing different information as to be true and to be more important, right? Um, then they're going to be at odds with each other because they are viewing the same information from a different standpoint or viewing the entire situation through a different lens. And one of the things that I've often suggested to my clients when someone else is very critical of their choices or, or doesn't understand their choices is to simply say, we see things differently, right? We're looking at it from a different point of view. I'm not looking at it from the same point of view as you. And so I see it differently. I see a different angle to this situation. And so it's fair enough that you are having your interpretation, but it's also fair enough that I have mine, right? And of course, sometimes these interpretations are going to infringe and influence upon each other. And that can feel frustrating and unfair, um, but that is that is life, right? C'est la vie. So 
given this layering of truths that happens, right, these various prisms and these various attitudes, I want to offer you three strong mindsets that perhaps you might want to adopt and embrace during this time of a lot of decision-making, a lot of uncertainty, all of the exhaustion that's built up, and now also uh, the intensified social landscape of trying to uh, navigate, you know, who is open to hanging out? Who is not open to hanging out? How do I feel about all of that? What schools are opening? What are the options? What camps, etc.? All of the different things you might be considering and contending with. These mindsets are mindsets that I wish uh, we could kind of spread out in the world uh, so that situations like these that are rife with tensions and, and, and disagreements could be diffused and brought down to a place that's much more human and compassionate and kind and intelligent, right? Deep thinking. Um, because instead, what we're seeing is really almost two-year-old behavior between adults, right? Just a a uh, lack of communication skills, a lack of critical thinking, a lot of finger pointing and finger wagging. And I don't think that this is the world that we want to contribute to creating. So let's dive right in. Mindset number one is the benefit of the doubt. Where did this get lost? I think this is such a crucial mindset that everybody has to develop. And for some reason, it has gotten terribly lost. Um, something has shifted in our culture that went from assuming the best, right? Assuming innocent until proven guilty. Assuming that people generally are good and generally mean well. Assuming that situations will generally turn out okay. Giving the benefit of the doubt, giving some space to say, well, I must be interpreting this wrong, or I must not have all the information, or I must not really know what that person went through or what that person feels or who that person is, right? Um, really, benefit of the doubt it requires a little bit of critical thinking, a little bit of discernment, a little bit of pausing and questioning our own judgments of other people or of situations. I think the world would be a so much friendlier place if we all assumed um, that everybody is doing the best they can with what they've got, that everybody ultimately wants to be a good person. I believe this to be true uh, from the bottom of my heart. You know, there is a tiny percentage of people who are really psychopathic or extremely narcissistic and who don't care about others. But even people who we currently think are behaving selfishly or being crazy or whatever, um, they're doing so because they think that it is good. They think that their decisions make sense to them in that moment with the information that they have. Um, they think that this is how they are able to improve, <laughs> I don't know, their health or other people's health or the world or, um, or their situation or just be an upright uh, person, be an upstanding citizen, be a mensch, as my grandma would say, right? They are doing their best. And so I wanna just encourage us all to offer the benefit of the doubt, to operate in a world where we consistently question our rush to judge someone, and we focus instead on staying in our own lane. 
right? Staying in our own lane and resisting the urge to judge everyone else. And this is particularly true if you yourself feel terribly judged. If you feel like people are always judging you, that might be an indicator that you're in that energetic vibe, right? That you're constantly judging other people and therefore you're also perceiving and noticing uh, the feeling that other people are judging you. And it may be true. You know, we all judge each other all the time. That's absolutely fine and natural. The question is, do we follow those judgments? Do we believe them? Do we make a big deal out of them? Do we act upon them uh, or do we question them a little bit, right? A judgment pops up, that person's being irresponsible or that person's being completely crazy or that person's overreacting. Those judgments will pop up. The question is, what are we going to do with them? Are we going to give them a little bit of space and say, okay, well, I don't know what they've been through. I don't know what they're hearing. I don't know what they've understood from the situation. I don't know why they're operating in that way, but <laughs> that's their business. Uh, as Byron Katie would say, I'm going to stay in my business, I'm going to stay in my lane, and I'm going to let go of what other people uh, do, right? We really want to focus and double down on what we do control, right? We do control our attitudes, our words, our reactions and response, well, responses more than reactions, right? We do control how we're going to spend our time, how we're going to spend our money, how we're going to behave, what rules we're going to follow, what uh, restrictions we're going to apply to ourselves or not, uh, how we're going to uh, operate with with our kids, how we're going to, uh, what educational choices we're going to make, right? The atmosphere that we create in our home. There's plenty that we do control in most of the cases. Um, but there's also a lot that we don't control, right? We don't control the weather. We don't control the stock market. We don't control the government. We don't control our neighbors. We don't control the school system, right? We may have some influence over some of those things some of the time but in the majority of cases, we don't control. And so why not, instead of operating from a place that assumes the worst of all of those things and of other people, uh, it would feel better, I think, and create a better mindset and a better energy within ourselves if we operated from the belief that we see the goodness in others and in, and in situations, um, and we believe in the goodness of people, right? And we're just going to assume the best. So that's the first mindset is just coming back to the benefit of the doubt, offering people the benefit of the doubt that when we see something that we think didn't make sense, even if it really didn't make sense, even if it was really not cool, not okay, annoying, unfair, um, we're still going to offer the benefit of the doubt and assume that they're doing the best they can with the information and resources that they have. Okay, number two is to believe in yourself, our second B for the day. Believe in yourself. And the reason I say this is because it is so easy to doubt ourselves. We just said we're gonna offer everybody else the benefit of the doubt, um, but sometimes we get the, the dark side of the doubt where we're just constantly doubting our choices, right? Am I doing the right thing? Am I harming my children? Am I making a bad decision? Am I, you know, am I not being responsible? Am I being too uh, anxious and too activated or overprotective? It's very easy to fall into all of these self-doubts. Um, but the truth is that here again, we have to apply our critical thinking, okay? And here's kind of the lines along which it goes. Whatever decision you're making, and the saying goes that a bad decision is better than no decision, right? Whatever decision you're making, the uh, torture of constant doubting and questioning and anxiety around it is actually much worse than making the decision and then working out the consequences of that decision and figuring it out as you go along and perhaps pivoting at some stage or another. 
Um, when times are tough, when things are confusing, when there is a lot of uncertainty, it's a time to see it as a test of our character, right? It's a time to see it as we're gonna rise to this challenge. We're going to actually uh, become clear in what is our own lane, what do we believe, what do we stand for in this moment with the full license that that can change. And with the awareness that everybody could be making a mistake, right? Anybody could be making a mistake. There's there's a, a lot of uncertainty around almost everything in life, right? <laughs> around a lot of things in life. And I think a lot of people say this to me around say peaceful parenting, right? Well, what if I'm going to make a huge mistake and do you know do wrong by my kids and not raise them well? And you know, that's a legitimate fear, it's a legitimate concern. It could happen. And that's why we have to look issues in the face, right? Not be not be afraid, not divert our attention, but look the questions, the hard questions in the face and, and answer them and believe in our capacity to do so. Believe in our ability to be responsible, to be uh to seek. Uh, meaningful decisions, to stand behind those, to follow through, to be consistent, uh, to live with the consequences of our choices, to be discerning, to be critical thinkers, not to be sheep-like or in, you know, mob mindset, but really uh, make our own decisions based on our use of our minds, our brain power, right? We are able, we are capable. And I know we live in a time where we, are, well, we've always lived in a time, humanity has always kind of deferred a lot to experts and authority and the people with the PhD and the people in the white coat or the people with the accolades or the people in the government or uh, whoever it is, right? Whoever seems to be the authority on whatever topic. And that's great. Let's learn from them, but then let's make our own decisions. So I want to really just bolster up your belief in your own ability to make decisions, even bad decisions, right? But to make decisions and stand by them and not feel so doubtful and so you know, kind of torn and crumbling and pressured in the face of all of these big things, right? Let's see this as an opportunity to grow stronger, okay? Because everybody makes decisions from different places, like I've already said. Uh, people make decisions from different prisms and different points of view and different things that are important to them. And that's true for you too. And those decisions might be fantastic and great. And you might look back in 10 years and say, say I did great, or you might look back in 10 years and said, well, I made the best decisions I could with what I had at the time. It's either going to be a success or it's going to be a learning opportunity. But it might be really helpful to believe in yourself that there's no such thing as big mistakes or as big failures. There's just such a thing as learning opportunities and trial and error and doing the best we can with what we've got. So take this opportunity to bolster your belief in yourself, bolster your belief in your own intuition, in your own wisdom, in your own capacity to think critically, in your own capacity to make good decisions for your family, in the awareness that you're a unique individual, so are your kids, so is your partner, so is everybody else. And so everybody's going to make the best decisions that they can, and that includes you. And our final B for today is to be the you that you want to be. 
Okay, what do I mean by this? When there's a lot of uncertainty and decisions to be made, like school and vaccinations and you know masks and going out and what to eat and how much money to spend and jobs and how to arrange the day and homeschool and whatever it is, I don't know, whatever decisions you're facing, um, it can be easy to focus on the details of those choices, right? It can be easy to get overwhelmed by all of the minutia and I want to encourage you to tip the scales a little bit back towards focusing on who you are, focusing on your character, on what brings meaning to your life, on what identity you want to continuously create within yourself, on who you want to be when you grow up. Not in terms of what you do for a living or whatever, but in terms of what energy you put out into the world, right? How you create meaning, how you create connection, how you show up to life. So in the face of all this stuff, we get very kind of nitty gritty and very worried and concerned and anxious about all this stuff. And I want to just ask you to perhaps bring the focus back to character, to developing our own character, developing our own uh, ability to show up to the challenging stuff, to the tough conversations, to the confusing information, to the research, uh, to the planning, to the relationships from a place of high vibration. And when I say high vibration, I mean, imagine yourself uh, as the you you most want to be. Imagine yourself as the highest form of you, right? How would that person manage this situation? How would that person show up? What kind of energy would that person bring to this challenge, right? And the how is incredibly important because ultimately, whether you decide to send to school or don't decide to send to school, there are pros and cons to each and you'll make that decision and that will be okay. But how you do it matters tremendously because either one of those decisions could be a terrible decision if you're doing it from a place of anxiety and fear and control and manipulation and anger and resentment, right? So what I'm trying to say is the choices that we make on the outside often matter a lot less than the energy with which we make them, than the character which we bring to that situation and with, and then what we make them mean, right? So I want to offer you something that I keep offering myself is that I would like to be, whether people agree with my approach or don't agree with my approach, whether people criticize me or don't criticize me, whether I, I look back fondly at what I did or I look back that saying, oh, maybe a different decision would have been better. I want to come at it from a place that really combats anxiety and judgment and guilt and shame and doesn't doesn't hand those things the microphone, right? Doesn't give those things a stage. But instead, I come at it from a place of love and high vibes and good energy and kindness and compassion and truth and integrity and all of the things that are important to me, right? Can we be the people, can we be the people who increase calm, who increase kindness, who increase reason and logic, who increase a sense of togetherness rather than a sense of separation, a sense of acceptance rather than a sense of judgment, a sense of optimism rather than a sense of pessimism? Can we use this challenge to be the people who we want to be? 
right? Can we use this opportunity to be the mothers, fathers, friends, husbands, wives, daughters, uh, brothers, sisters, etc., that we most want to be for the people around us? Again, whether or not we're in agreement with them. So just ask yourself, is the way I'm showing up on social media, is the way I'm showing up to my phone calls, uh, to my emails, to my work, to my kids, to myself, is it who I want to be? Is it high vibration? Am I increasing a sense of connection and calm and capacity and feeling equipped and resilient? Am I increasing a sense of overcoming together, of being in the same boat, of being kind to each other, of extending the benefit of the doubt, of being playful, of being peaceful? Um, of being present in my life. Are these the values that are being embodied in the way that I'm handling the situation? Or, am I, or have I lost my plot a little bit, right? Have I gone off the deep end in who I want to be because of all the stress and the anxiety? And I wanna say that especially with the stress and anxiety, it's an opportunity for us to shine our light brighter. That might be really hard to hear, but it's also really liberating to, to pursue. It actually puts the onus of control back on us, right? It puts the ability uh, to create more meaning and to feel more empowered and to feel more control of the situation back in our laps, because we might not be able to control what the government does or what other people do or we might not even know what decisions to make for ourselves, but we know how we want to operate. We know who we want to be. We know what kind of smile we want to have on our face, what kind of Facebook comments we want to make, what kind of links we want to share, what kind of information we want to consume, what kind of friends we want to be, right? How we want to respond to it, the energy that we bring, uh, being who we most want to be in this situation is actually an incredibly, an incredibly empowering and exciting opportunity. Um, you know, and so just ask yourself, are your posts combative? Are your thoughts judgmental? You know, are you operating from a place of fear, of lack, of scarcity, of anger, of upset? Okay, no problem. Makes sense. Totally human. How can we hit that reset button and instead become the people that we want to be in the face of whatever challenges and adversity we are facing? Now, one of those challenges that you might be facing is the questions all around school versus homeschool. And I just wanna first say that one of the reasons that you might want to embark on this journey with me <laughs> uh, is that I am very undogmatic about pretty much everything and especially the education system. You know, I have critique for some of the things that typically go on in schools, certainly, and I'm very comfortable voicing those, but I don't think homeschool is always the right choice for everybody and it really might not be the right choice for you. Um, but I also think, uh, in line with what we've just been saying, that how you approach your child's education is critical. And my goal for you is that you approach it from a place of clarity and confidence and calm. And if right now you're feeling frenzied and confused and stressed, then I have good news for you because if you're listening to this as it drops, then you can go over to theparentingjunkie.com forward slash decide about school. And there you can register for a free webinar. It's happening on Wednesday. It's basically a session where we're going to break down all those fears, right? Kind of kill them off, <laughs> end the fears, um, all around school and all around homeschool. And then we're going to actually help you with a really um, a really helpful and productive method to make this decision more clear for you. So if you're wandering around just 
tearing your hair out, not sure what's gonna happen. Is it gonna go virtual? Uh, you know, am I gonna pay for a school that doesn't then operate? Uh, am I going to pay for homeschool curriculums and then not use them? All of those fears, totally legitimate, totally what you should be thinking about, but I'm going to help you <laughs> think about them in a bit more of a productive way. So if you're racked with indecision, um, if you are worried about the various options, then join me on Wednesday and I will share all of those thoughts with you. And I'll also let you know how you can join my focus time course, which you could also do right now if you prefer. It's $48, it takes three hours to watch. And if you're homeschool curious, or you're wondering how you can make it work for you, or even if you're sending your kid to school, but you're gonna have to do the virtual component at home, and you need some tips around how not to let that take over the entire day and ruin your relationship, then focus time is going to be a great investment of your time and money because you'll come away feeling, feeling lighter, feeling clearer, feeling more confident. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. I'll be shouting out some of my favorite reviews in upcoming episodes and would love to spotlight you. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste.